Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sessions with Sid. Today's episode was seriously one of the most amazing and powerful conversations that I've had before. I had my friend Mackenzie Reed on the podcast this time and I like we I was like speechless during the conversation at certain points because we were just having such meaningful incredible conversation about things that really really matter and that aren't talked about enough and the main one being black trans lives matter um we we dive into so many different topics but before i tell you you know what some of those were i just want to share a little bit about mackenzie so mackenzie is just an amazing soul like you'll just feel it when you listen to the episode but he moved from San Francisco to New York City and I was really sad when he left but he's in the fashion industry and he does a lot of different things um he works with a lot of different brands he's a styling consultant. He is also a dancer like me, and that's actually how we met. We met at the gym <laughs> at a dance class, of course, which is the best way to meet. Um, and so, you know, he does a lot of different things, but he identifies as, you know, a black person of color and queer and non-binary. And we dive into the topics of, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, and identification outside of gender norms, which is something that I don't, these are all things that I don't think are talked about enough and are not something that people are as educated in. Obviously, with Black Lives Matter, you know, we're all hopefully educating ourselves um, and really checking our privilege, which we talk about in this episode. And, you know, how there's a, there's even discrimination within the black community um, against those who do identify as trans and you know, this was, it was such a, an important and powerful conversation. Um, and, you know, I share a lot more about myself than I expected to in this episode, especially when it comes to non-binary gender identity. And so I offer, you know, some, some stuff about me that um, people don't actually know. So it was pretty... Hmm. I want to say like scary to share as much as I did. But I'm really hoping that it 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 helps at least somebody who's listening. So I mean, I just like feel speechless now even trying to tell you the things we talked about. Like I just want to get right into the episode because it was so amazing and Mackenzie's such a light and I'm so so grateful that he came on to share his perspectives and experiences and his energy with me and all of you. So without further ado, here is the episode and we would love to hear from you if you have feedback or reactions to this episode. So here we go. Okay, I'm here with one of my amazing friends, Mackenzie Reed. 
welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Hello, everyone. Can you please tell everyone who you are, what you are up to slash do, and what you're passionate about? I am Mackenzie. I currently live in New York. I'm out here working in the fashion industry, getting involved with different brands. I love to dance in my free time. I feel like it's a great way to stay fit. Also stay happy, just, you know, expressing yourself through your body. It's amazing. So, yeah. And then I also work as a regional planner so for Ross. I mean, a lot of places know Ross, but they actually don't have Ross stores in the city, fun fact. So I always have to kind of like overly explain it because I'm like, yeah, you probably haven't shopped at one. And they asked me if I have, and it was like a plus. But I work for them as a planner. So I work with the budgets for men's jewelry and watches across the United States. That's super cool. So they don't even have Ross in NYC? Mm-mm. I don't know why. I think maybe it was just like, it's always just been so expensive and they're like, you know, discount. So they're like, well, whatever, we'll have it in more places. We'll, we'll make a better market, which makes sense. But it's just funny because people here have been like, oh, I've never shopped there. You just like stay in the city 100% of the time. You might never see one. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Um, yeah, so can you talk a bit about like the types of things that you do because you're in you're in the fashion industry and that's amazing and also um you know you lived in san francisco and then you left which is really sad but um maybe talking about (laughs) maybe talking about like your um your switch from san francisco to new york and and what drove that sorry that was like, a lot of questions very, no yeah the bay was very it and that's where i worked did i worked for a different brand but in their it part of it so i've always liked just working for fashion brands it's just like one, you know one of those things that have always held my interest but i came out of college with an it degree and so i just fell into an it job at a brand and i just didn't want to do that anymore and i always wanted to live in california i still love california but New York is just one of those places, if you want to work in fashion, you can't really avoid. So as I like really wanted to get more deeply involved in it, I just noticed that everything was over here. So I was like, okay, eventually you just get too pulled to a place to not go. So I was like, all right, time to, I'm a very like date oriented, uh, connection oriented person. So before my birthday, I was like, okay, I've got to go. I've got to get out of here. If I don't, I'm going to like be sad about my year. And then I was just like, you know, downward spiral. So then I just picked up moved to New York and then just really, I feel like I love New York because it taught me how to throw myself into so many things because of how much is around you. And then Bay did too, to a certain extent, but in New York, you just have to like fight for everything you do because there's so many people here, which is beautiful because you stand up for yourself, which helps in the industry because you just meet different people who like to do different things or who are trying to start different things. And that's how a lot of the brands that I found I got into because they want to start something and they're like, hey, I really like the way you do this. Can you help me do this? And if you're a yes man, you can pick up a lot of experience with a lot of different people. And then you, it is what you make of it at that point because it's like your own personal project. So That's really cool. Slowly yeah, slowly paving the way into the industry, but without a doubt, definitely trying to make my mark because we're here to do right Mm -hmm. yeah fulfilling your purpose and like it really sounds like you listened to your soul and your soul was like new york it is new york it is i never would have thought even when they were around during 2020 they were asking around you know like is this where you would have seen yourself would you have seen yourself in new york i was like no literally no i would be like why am i not in california that would have been my first question yeah um that's so fun so what what are some of the things that you've been involved in since moving to New York? I like to volunteer a lot with Fashion Week. That is a really good way to meet people and also just kind of like get inspired by other people's work, support smaller designers, because there's a lot of people, there is a lot of people in the industry, to be honest. There's so many people trying to make it work for themselves. And I think that if you gain inspiration for somebody, you should really give them a rose as well. They can still smell it because it can be disheartening if you feel like if you are down Fifth Avenue and a big name and everyone's wearing you, but it looks a lot different. So did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know you've been involved in 
some different fashion projects and um one of my favorite ones that uh i saw you in was the fluid project yes can you please tell us i mean i i know a bit about it but i, I want you to tell us what the fluid project is because i think it's amazing <laughs> yes it is amazing it is amazing i was it started off as a non-binary brand that I found on Instagram like a couple of years, maybe like three years ago. And then I watched them develop and develop and then they got a storefront in New York. And during one of the fashion weeks, I saw that they just had fashion call, uh, model calling. So I was like, I've been like following this brand for a while now, like why not just go? I sent it to one of my friends, I was like, hey, just go. And those are like one of the small things I'm talking about that you can just kind of like fall into if you're a yes man. You can just be like, all right, this is available. Let me go, let me run into it. And I went, really bonded with the casting like director. He ended up booking me for the gig at the Fluid Project. And ever since then, I really just hung around. I got to walk for them. I got to meet a bunch of people there. And it was just really good energy. The Fluid Project is such, it's such a home place. And no one really, no one disrespects your boundaries because no one knows how you identify in anything you do in life, which is beautiful. But no one makes a point to care. They'll still come up and have a conversation with you. You can still go up and have a conversation with anybody else. Even if you do stumble over something that ignorant you might have said, it's so loving that it's like, no, so long as you're willing to learn what you need to hear, we'll, we'll talk to you about it. They did unfortunately have to shut down their storefront, but they are still online, still shipping, still taking orders, working through COVID because, you know, COVID right now is very hard for a lot of independent brands. But mm -hmm. they are one of the first ones that are really trying to just not have things be focused on gender. You can come in and wherever you gravitate towards, you can. They even had a Barbie line. They oh worked with Barbie and they had mm -hmm, non-binary Barbies. Well, you know, whatever Barbie, Mattel, I don't know. It was cool. Yeah, you could come in and dress your own. You had, they had different wigs for them. It was really cool. And I just think it's, I mean, no, it's hard as I know some people don't understand what it feels like to not identify with the gender or not really care about your gender. So it may be different, but for some people, even if it isn't like you, you can come and learn something and you can come really feel at peace with somewhere. So it was beautiful. Was yeah, beautiful. I love that so much. And there's so many pieces of that I want to like dive into with you. Um, do you, do you, um, like, do you classify yourself as non-binary or how do you identify? No, I definitely would classify myself as non-binary. I don't, like, newly, honestly, and just because I started asking those questions again, you know, but it's because you're in those spaces and you're in those places where people don't really care what you feel like you are. You can present it to them however you need to. And it wasn't until I started realizing that, like, a lot of the ways I would describe my strength was super feminine and using she versus using he. I was like, and then when people would sometimes like, if they see my name or something, or just be like, accidentally call me girl or miss, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, the literal last thing I'm gonna be offended by is you call me a girl. Like, you should just know that. Like, I don't think it's like, just in life, I don't really think that it's that much of like an insult, but like, I literally could care less. And then that's when I kind of just realized like maybe sometimes gender is something you really don't have to worry about. Now I'll say also that I do anatomically really appreciate myself. Like I know what women go through with their bodies. So I'm not gonna say, and also my, like, you know, I like, I, you go through your own type of adventure with your body, right? And I really enjoy mine and appreciate mine. So being aware of both those facts, I was kind of just like, hmm, I really just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I like the body I was born in. Call me guy, girl, who, what, in between. I just, it really, truly doesn't bother me. So that's why I was just kind of like, if maybe, if it's something that you can attach to and it really helps your story, run with it. But it just, it's something that I can let go of. And also, like, I wear heels all the time. I literally wear stripper heels for fun. And people would like to be like, oh, guys, I'm supposed to wear that. And I, in my mind, I was going to be like, who told you I was a guy? Like why, apparently I'm not if this is how you're trying to define it. And I don't need to be, but I don't need to be a girl either. Like, I, okay. <laughs> because yeah, I like didn't expect to have this moment, but I'm like literally about to cry because <laughs> like what you're saying is so beautiful. Like, 
<laughs> I'm literally like crying on a podcast be- because you, it's just, I can't like, you're so, you're such a beautiful human being. And I like, I'm like having a moment with you right now. Like everything you just said, it was just like, so amazing. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's a, journey, it's a journey, though. And if you are not willing to ask yourself those questions and answer them so, answer them for yourself, or like even just kind of like throw yourself into what could be if it doesn't work back out, like it's just, I don't know. And that's why I was like, maybe people just don't ask themselves these questions. Maybe that's why people want to like hold so tightly to it. But the more I did, the deeper I went. And then it just, here I am on the other side, feeling completely different. So I'm just kind of like, wow. <laughs> I am so inspired by you and like I didn't expect to actually share (laughs) but you're like inspiring me to share um you already know this about me but you know this is a big share but I feel like you're you're really inspiring me to share and it's like yeah I've asked myself and been asking myself these questions too um which you know, but yeah, yeah. I I feel like I'm non-binary, and that honestly has scared me shitless for the past couple of years. Um, I went it'll through my third, sorry. I said it'll do that. Yeah, like I mean, I went through. I started a spiritual awakening. Sorry, you. Like, I can't even speak right now because I'm just like, I love you so much. <laughs> but, well, um, I know I know it, but the fact that you can speak to it gives you strength behind it, you know? So I'm here to listen. I love it. I love the turn that this is taking, that you're like, <laughs> we're like co-hosts. Um, but, you know, I, I began a spiritual awakening when my grandma died in 2018, and it really caused me to start asking like all the questions about myself um like every single question you know about my identity and everything basically that I've ever known and that's what spiritual awakenings do but I I don't think you necessarily have to have an awakening to have to ask those questions I think like you said as humans like we should be asking those questions like because we are conditioned like if you're born certain way physically, you identify this way. And if you're born a certain way physically, you identify this way. And it's like, you're one or the other. But like, that is absolutely not like right. Um, Society thinks it's right because that's all it knows. But now it's, I'm like, sorry, I'm tripping over my words. But it's, like, culturally speaking and, like, going back millions of years ago, cultures knew, like, honored what it meant to be non-binary, what it meant to be trans, you know, what it meant to be gender fluid, and called it different things. And now more and more people are discovering things about themselves. and society is like saying it's like this new thing but it's like not a new thing it's in fact been you know it's a it's been a thing forever um it's just that society can't grasp things that don't have like boxes yeah so i hope i'm making sense but basically i mean yeah. Um, like you said, I, I started asking myself a lot of questions and I kept being like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Like I would make it like a victim thing. Like, why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to have this struggle and, um, and have trouble figuring out like who I am and how I identify and all the fears that go along with it, you know, like Mm -hmm. catastrophizing, like, will people accept me? Will they treat me differently if they, you know, knew internally what was going on for me? Um, And 
I just love that you, you fearlessly, I mean, I'm not going to say that it wasn't hard for you and I want you to speak cause I know I'm rambling. No, I'm listening. But, I'm loving. But like you, in my perspective have like fearlessly just been like, like one of the things I love about you is you're just like, this is who I am. Like you can take it or leave it. Like literally it's, though. It's, no, it's true. I really, it's a developed strength because you realize that some people don't, though they love you, they just don't really see you for who you are. And that's just because they don't realize really what's going on. So that's why sometimes you really have to lay the hammer down. And I will say something for non-binary that really like clicked it in the year for me is when people are like, you don't have to look a certain way to be, to feel and be truly non-binary. I was like, wow. Because even with, so during Corona, I like grew facial hair and I was like, wow, this is like very male adult. Like, I'm not really sure how I'm feeling about this. Like, at first I just wanted to see because I never really could grow facial hair before. So it was always like a later thought. And then as I did, I was like, I don't, I really don't know how I like like it's just way too like sure whatever i figured again i like physically i knew it was a guy so i was like oh like grow into facial hair later but when i actually hit i was like i don't even know if i need this like how i want this and it really did shift up as i was going through that time but then i realized again like you don't have to look a certain way to feel it and also too like you definitely can glam up even with facial hair and to me even like my nails you see they're done i, don't know I love them by the way they're you guys yeah. can't see them but they're black and they're shiny and they're beautiful <laughs> even glamming up though i have this like beard like makes me feel so much for myself because it is that mixture of both you know what i mean so it's like wow you really don't have to feel a certain way you don't have to look a certain way you can be yourself because you are yourself and i was like that's what i need to hear that's really what i need to hear to fully like swallow it and be like you know what again to go to be gone with gender i don't need it if you want to take it it's a construct <laughs> I love that so much. It's the best quote. If you, what did you say? If you want a gender. If you need it, grab it. I don't need gender. If you, it's something, I don't know, remember. If you need it, grab it. It's a construct. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. And what you just said about, it's so true. Like there are these misconceptions that non-binary is like you look a certain way and it's like mm -hmm. no like okay like people would look at me and they wouldn't know that i was non-binary mm -hmm. what does and, it even look like you know what i mean when you're really trying to break it down it's like well, right, you, it's just, you know i'm like it's, i guess like my fears of it before i was like what is it supposed to like where you can't tell what gender you are but that's not really the same it's more of you don't even need it you don't look at it like that. So I guess it's like, you know? But I guess, again, like, I've had friends who ask me because they're like, I don't get it. I've had one of my friends that I, like, describe it to a little bit more because, like, you know, you should talk to people about it because it helps you understand a little bit more. It's a village. Everything does. I'll say it. But as she's talking, she was like, it's not. <laughs> Later, I laughed so hard. I was talking to her about it. And she was like, okay, but can you explain to me? Because, like, it's not that I hate it or anything. I just honestly don't get it. And then she was like, like, do you get offended when I call you a guy? And I was like, no. And she was like, because like, I don't mean it. And I literally just started cracking up about it. Because, she says, like, I, don't I don't mean it. Don't literally, yeah. She was like, <laughs> I don't mean it. I was like, no, I know you don't. You just say it because like, obviously I look like a guy. And like, she, we were just having that conversation. I was like, because like, again, she'll call me guy, girl, sis, bruh. Like, I call her guy, girl, sis, bruh. Like, I call some of my guy friends, too, now, sis, because I like to just, like, push it. I'm like, oh, it doesn't bug you, then why are you so talking to other? And I can sit here and call you sis because you see me as, like, somebody you can identify with, but sis is a girl's thing. Why is gender so much of a thing for you? Baby steps, but they're going to get there. <laughs> no, I just, I, like, okay, I seriously just, like, love this conversation because it's seriously so important. Like, it's so, like therapeutic to be talking about this because it's like all the things that I think that I don't like say out loud because there's still an element of fear but it's like I know cognitively like there shouldn't be fear because this stuff needs to be talked about I don't mean to call it stuff like it's it's important like going back mm. to what you were saying about like you know looking a certain way it's like that's the point. It's like, you don't need to, 
put another box or another label or another like should on something that is meant to be like a category for people who don't identify in the category. <laughs> you know? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> and like, I love what you're talking about with like your nails are done and you have a beard. It's like your balance of both. And you know, we say both lightly because it's like, right. Whatever. Right. Relative. Both. It's not yeah. really, but I feel like that too. It's like, I want to put on mascara and it's like, I'm constantly like, well, is this an authentic representation of myself? Um, and then it's like, okay, well, but what is authentic? Like, I think authentic is um, doing something that feels good to you from a place of like your soul. Um, like this feels good. This makes me feel good versus mm -hmm. ego, which is like, oh, I should do this because I fit into this mold. Um, and those are two different things. Two very different things, yes. Two very different things. I was going to say, if it makes you feel good, you should do it with in regards to mascara. But yeah, if you're like, okay, well, I should because I should be doing this, your ego is stuck in the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, there's so many other things you could talk about in this, like, I mean, I've talked a lot. It's like, is there another? You talk evenly. <laughs> um, okay, well, good. This idea of you were saying like you, so I'm going back to the, the fluid project and like how you would show up and like people didn't care, um, meaning like it wasn't important, like how you identified in terms of like whether they cared about you as a person because it shouldn't. Um, but like, that is so beautiful and maybe for people listening who like are like wait a second I've never heard of non-binary before like what is that how do I like be more inclusive like what would you maybe say to that like how like in ways that they can find type of those outlets for themselves that and also like I'm asking like a million questions in one that, and then maybe like people who are listening who resonate with what we're saying. And they're like, Oh, I think that might also be me. Um, whatever you want to do with those questions. Cause I just threw stuff at you. No, either way, I would say, I think you should just dive in. I think that now is the time we all have to remember. There's no real reason you can't find out what you want to find out because there's so much out there and so much that people have already just like, went through so in the terms of the fluid project yeah so if you want to ever look it up it's spelled fluid with a ph and both they put stuff out there that link you to other places and other resources and a lot of places like that i feel like do so if you are looking for anything in the lgbtqia plus community they a lot of it links to other things where you can just go and really explore yourself i feel like people forget life is a spectrum and when you're on the spectrum, I feel like you see when people are just too one way. And that's where you have to find out how to communicate. And if you feel like you may be somewhere on the spectrum, again, dive into it. Dig it page by page. It doesn't have to be something that you say right away. Like, I don't, though I do identify as non-binary, I don't wear it on my forehead because so many people don't understand what I'm talking about. It's not a conversation for them. It's how I feel. It's who I am. So it's very different. Now we can talk about it because you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But like for people who don't, you can always look it up and just kind of educate yourself and ask your own questions because you'll have your own question. Yeah, totally. And as somebody who like, I mean, this is my first time talking about it in like a public space um, mm -hmm. because it's something that's been scary for me to like share for some reason because it's like, like you said, it's like people don't get it, and then it's like I don't want questions, and like, well, what does that right. mean? And it's like, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like I don't want to commit. I don't want to be like, hey, this is like how I identify. Like, yeah, and then be like, because then you're in another box almost, and it's like, yeah. you know, like you can. 
I think it's like really up to you, right? Is kind of what I'm learning is like, you can announce it if you, if you feel like that would help you, but you can also like you, you don't like have a stamp on your forehead, right? That says like, hi, I'm non-binary, but like right. you, you know that in yourself and that brings you peace within yourself. And then you express yourself in the way that you feel is like, feels good for you. And I think that's really beautiful um, and, like, so inspirational. Like, I, me I meant it. Like, I was about to cry, like, before because you're just, like, one of those people in my life who is so loving and so accepting and so inspirational and just, like, such an example of, like, I'm going to shine. And if you want to dim my light, you can, like, here's the doorway. Or the door. <laughs> the exit. The exit. Well lit. See yourself out. <laughs> but like, and you do it in a way that is like still grace, like graceful. You're not, you know what I mean? It's like, cause it's like when you're so comfortable, like what I see in you is like, you're just, you're so comfortable in who you are and you just shine your light. And it's like, it's just beautiful. I keep saying that, but it just really is. I like to leave the door unlocked for people because this, like so many people help you in so many ways you don't really understand. So you cut them off in any capacity, you don't know what you're missing out on and you don't know what you're, they're missing out on because it's a relationship, you know what I mean? Definitely two ways. But at the same time, you cannot have people draining your energy. And if they do, and not even because of people go through things, so sometimes there's just a knot down the end of the road, you know what I mean? Just unclean the knot and you guys are fine. But if you have people who just are not about you and not for you, you do not owe them any. You really don't because if you want to be there for them it's because they were there for you it should be vice versa so it was really hard to do and i definitely was one of those people like who got walked over and had to learn for themselves and it was a lot of it was learning how to like watching others get walked over and taking up for them and kind of just like adopting that into myself because i deserve it too you know absolutely yeah um I'm kind of like, where do I go from here? Because there's, there's so many nuances to what we've been talking about and it's just so powerful and I'm kind of like letting it sink in for myself. Um, but yeah, I guess like Did if, Black Lives Matter? oh yeah, let's talk about, mm -hmm. yeah, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. We can talk about Black trans lives. Um, Cause I feel like trans that lives. isn't talk, I'm sorry. I was a guest by trans lives. Yeah, because that's not talked about enough. Like, um, yeah, where like where should we start? I feel like we should start with Black Trans Lives because I tell people all the time, like in LGBTQ, they have no idea how many spaces, like how much space is in between those letters. Because everybody has to work their stuff out and then everybody has to prove that they're not something else than like what they're trying to be. So it's like a double-edged sword. And I feel like, Black trans women have pushed so far ahead for so many people and have gotten the short end of the stick so often. Both of the marches that I have gone to were for black trans lives. And there's just such a call to action when you know that people need to be stood up for. And you've been that person that's been pushed down in the mud. Like it is your duty to stand up. Again, standing up for others will teach you how to stand up for yourself too. So fighting for them is fighting for us. Fighting for us is fighting for them. Like it really is, oh, it needs to be seen as a unity mentality that people don't know people in that type of situation. People don't even know the types of questions to ask or how to not be offensive or like what they're actually going through because again, people just don't know. They truly just don't know. And I feel like that is a lot of the issue because the worlds are so separate that like, how can you truly know what someone means or is even going through if you are not only trying to help yourself, but don't even know what they're going through. Like it's just, it's hard. But it doesn't mean that those aren't people that we should also be standing up for because they were there for us. They've been there for us. Why are we not there for them? So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I. It's. I. I told you at the beginning. I was like, you know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stumble over my words, and I'm. I'm probably gonna. Screw up talking about Black Lives Matter because it's like. I'm educating myself, but 
can you maybe and 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 I and I want to preface obviously it's not your it's not your job to educate us but I love your perspective on things but it's um you know how can you maybe speak to how the the struggle is uh, different between um black lives and and black trans lives like what is that difference yeah. there that people don't understand um and that isn't talked about enough no it's not because again remember how we were talking about the spectrums for your gender race is like it adds so much more complexity to that as well not like yes with the gender part but more just speaking of like where you're at in the world because your race plays into how different people are seen in the world but also like in the lgbtq world your rate the racism fed right into that rainbow right into that rainbow so being black trans women who not like there were also there also are people too who like view trans people as not truly whatever they are so like if you're like not even being in the world, being like, well, you're a woman now, so technically you're straight, and technically you're this, and technically you're this, like trying to get and put them in label, that just truly are not them. Like, they are our sisters. They have been through things that we've been through. Not the exact same. Yes, that is what makes them different, but that doesn't make their struggle any less. So I feel like the Black trans lives also need to be emphasized in Black Lives Matter because a lot there. So, okay, so Black Lives Matter, again, is working with that race, working more of that in Black trans lives. It's, yes, working with it. The LGBTQ world, but it's also working with Black people who do not agree with LGBTQ community and are also attacking those women as well, because that becomes an outlet, outlet for frustration for a lot of things. Ivana, Ivana Dior, like, attacked during a Black Lives Matter movement, and she's out here protesting. So it's, again, it's like, these women are standing up for us, these women are doing things for us, we're not doing things for them it never hurts to make sure that they are part of the conversation. It never hurts. So that's why I think the two are different because one has its magnifying glass like on 10 and the other one is just opening the world up to the fact that there is issue with race. You know what I mean? Yeah, it adds like a whole new level of, um, oh my God, the word was in my head and then it went away. It's a whole new level of, um, I can't even like think of the word. I just like completely complexity. Uh, yeah, it's like you're you're not only black, but you're also trans. Mm -hmm. And so, it like you said, it like puts the magnifying glass more, but it's um it's causing that uh, separation within the Black Lives Movement is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, and that's just it's just so like it's sad and painful to me that, okay, not only it's like, like black lives are being taken, but it's like then on top of that, it's like black lives within the black lives movement are targeting like trans black lives. That and makes it's sense. a lot. Yeah, it, it, it does make sense, and you're spot on, and it's a lot to do with cisgender black men. Like, it's very much like men, everybody else is not an outlet for your frustration. That goes across the board. Like, no, just no. So you seeing somebody that you think you can take physical advantage of in doing so because, you know, whatever, heed the moment, regardless, is just not, is not something that's there for it. So it's definitely been where it's like, there is a tiff, where it's like, we stand up for you, you need to stand up for our lives too. We're all out here trying to matter. Why is it, do all of a sudden do I matter less when we're all out here fighting for equality? Same thing, we all just want equality. And that's why you have to kind of pay attention, like realize that like where you are in this spectrum is not where everybody else is. So like, it helps to just, you know, throw yourself out there. Not even if you haven't asked yourself the question, ask yourself questions about things you've never thought about. Or like places you know, people you've never thought about. Like, you can be cisgender, but one of my, actually one of my cisgender friends, female, texted me and she was like, can you explain to me the difference between cisgender and transgender? And I was like, yeah, like, I was like, to what I understand, this is, this is the difference. And then also pulling her in the right direction. Because it's like, 
understanding women helps you. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't hurt you because there are people like this in the world. There are people you're gonna encounter in the world. Your bubble. If your bubble looks just like you and completely alike, you really need to evaluate yourself. I'm gonna say it. Like you very much need to evaluate where you're at in the world because everything's gonna be so different. You're just holding yourself in a bubble. Oh my gosh. I wish you could just say that louder for like the people in the back because it's like what I'm going to even highlight what you just said. It's like, if your bubble looks the same as you, you need to reevaluate it because you're only seeing the same types of people. And that's, you need, you need to see everybody like everybody. Yeah. That's it. It's just like, um, that is so important. Like, thank you for saying that because it's so true. And I, I kind of got this little epiphany of like, you know, how we were talking about, like, it's so important to ask yourself questions. Like it's important to, in a way to question yourself and to question your identity and question your values and question everything because it makes you have a bigger like lens in which you see the world and it exposes you to different things. And um, Mm -hmm. I think it balances us in ways that are super healthy. Um, Like I think gender fluidity, you know, non-binary trans, like all these different labels for what you said is like gender is a construct. They're, they're ways of like including different parts of ourselves and ways that we express ourselves and learning to accept all of those parts. And I think really be okay with ourselves. And I don't want to get away from the Black Lives Matter conversation. I'm fully aware that that is something I, I wanted to ask you another question about, but just highlighting what you said of like, expanding your world so that not everyone is the same um you can get different opinions and actually get a a world view because you're not looking at the same type of people in the world yeah absolutely so okay so i'm gonna steer us back because i'm the one that's veered off um okay so black lives matter so what what do you see happening in the conversations with Black Lives Matter that aren't okay? Like, I'm saying that very bluntly, but it's because I can talk to you bluntly. But it's like, no, what are you I seeing think, that's not okay? Yeah. I think something that I'm seeing is like, all of our feeds look different. And I think that people have to understand that. So my feed, as you can imagine, would be very much Black matter, Black trans lives matter. I'm looking at a lot of different organizations either go protest at, go fundraise at, this, that, and the other, also fashion, just because of fashion. But if your feed is complaining about how all lives matter, if your feed is talking about how blue lives matter, if your feed is talking about how white pride, like worldwide, whatever that even means, you need to be asking those people their opinions because the people in your life contribute to you. So in terms of things that aren't okay, I really try to just push, I push a lot of stuff out there to hope that somebody, it makes somebody ask a question or hope that it makes somebody like double guess something that they saw somebody else see. Because my, uh, you, as you can imagine, if I see somebody posting like, make America great again, I unfollow them quite quickly. Like, I saw one of my friends at a Trump winery and I was like, strike one. Like, I'm not playing these games with these people in my life anymore because being, like, I feel like a lot of the world just understood what it became, like, what it was like to be black maybe, like, a month ago. And there's a lot to that and people are still uncomfortable, which is fine so long as you're asking yourself those questions. So I think even you, like, putting stuff out there, I think that people should start to venture and be like, I read this, this made me think, did it make you think? Not like in so many words, but just like in intention. Because there have been people who I also do it more now because people who actually read what I put out there and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this. Oh my gosh, this is so disgusting how this happened. They truly don't know. So 
there may be a lot of ignorance on our timeline that we just don't realize, but we'll never know if we don't speak up. And then today, I don't know if you saw, but I shared something that would just like really spoke to me. It was this guy who he was white and he was standing in Arkansas somewhere super, I don't remember where the exact city, but super, apparently like one of the most racist cities in America, holding up a Black Lives Matter thing. Again, like I said, he's Caucasian. He got so much hate. And I shared that because I was like, first of all, this is very big of you to do. Like, and that is what people need to understand about privilege is there's risks that you can take that others cannot. He's sitting out there and he got a bunch of hate. He recorded it. And I shared it because I was like, I'm black. I can get, you know, people can hate on me for sharing Black Lives Matter stuff. He's white. He's still going to get hated on by white people for sharing Black Lives Matter stuff. We're not different in that fact. Our race doesn't change that fact. So that's why I would encourage people more to just kind of like have the conversation so then maybe it's normal for us to have those conversations instead of the conversations about how you have to ignore or how you have to make an excuse for somebody of saying something racist or know they're actually not racist. That was just a one-time instance when, like, drunk driving, if it happened once and you get all four ones, it's not the only time it's happened. So we don't have to make excuses for it anymore. It's, you are now at that point where you're just making an excuse for it because this is one of the biggest civil rights movements in history. If you don't ride the wave and hop on it, it is your fault. We're adults. Kids will hopefully ensue where we don't have to worry about this in the future as much as we have been. But you know what I mean? At the same time, if you don't pick up and if you're letting people fall behind because they just decided, like, there's laggards, whatever. There are people who need to be truly, truly convinced. Like, you hear interesting stories on both sides, and I don't want to pretend that you don't. I had I was like, speaking to this one guy. He was from one of the Carolinas. And he was talking to me about how he, like, when he learned his grandfather was racist and how he had looked up to him so much. And then we found out this fact, it really just split his world. So that's where it comes from making excuses for X, Y, Z, knowing that everything that that is is wrong. We don't have to do that anymore. We can just educate. And as you learn to educate and educate more people, more education is just out there. So I hope, I just feel like everybody should take a step towards educating others because it educates you and how to do that, but also you learn more when you're looking for more ways to educate people. Because I yeah. think that for a good long time, people were like, oh, when are things gonna go back to you? Okay, we don't have to look at this all the time. And I was like, there is no time like that. Because for so many people, this is their reality every day. So if you can't handle it, you really need to wake up to the thing that you can't handle because some people can. They're born into it, you know? So it's just kind of like really taking that, swallowing that reality because that is his reality. But we're out here fighting, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're out here trying to get rid of it, so. Yeah, and it's so, like, it's so important to keep up the conversation because it, like, you know, until a month ago, it was, like, it seemed like that black, the Black Lives conversation just kind of, like, disappeared. And yeah. it's like, because people aren't keeping up the conversation about it and it's like, it shouldn't be that another person, another black person gets shot by the police that we then start talking about again. Like it should be a conversation always. And, um, you know, and I admit I'm, I'm guilty of like, I because of my privilege, like I didn't, I, I stopped thinking about it because it, 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 it's not my reality every day. And like this time really felt like, oh shit, like I need to do my homework and educate myself because by the sheer fact that I'm white, like I quote unquote could forget about it because it's not my reality every day. And how important it is that I do check my privilege and you know I posted something about you know I won't ever understand what it's like to be black and then somebody responded to me in a way that like I know was from a loving place but wasn't the right response and what we need to like fix which is but you know what oppression is like as a woman and I was like no, this is like not the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. And I basically said that I, I was like, like I was trying to be 
like, I know the person's intention was good, but it's like, this is why we need education because those two things are not the same. Right. And like, you're trying to bring up, to bring up a very real, real point. Like you don't even want to be talk about what it's like to be a black woman in America. You know what I mean? Like that type of question is completely different. So again, like, yeah, women, women do know what it's like to be oppressed, but add the year color on top of that and you have a whole other conversation so you still can't deny that racism is part of the conversation you know what i mean oh absolutely there are parallels that can be made to help you make sense but when you take it too literally without putting race into effect with it you're kind of ignoring what's going on because the conversation is about racism but again some people just want to prove that they're not racist and i feel like a lot of people our age and like recently think like no they're not so they don't talk about it because then does that make them racist? And it's like, you have to understand if you're not trying not to be racist, you see that flash? If you're not trying not to be racist, I was like, like, what? But no, if you're not trying not to be racist, you're not helping remove it. And that's what we ought to do work to do. And again, if you aren't trying to remove it, but you can sit pretty because it doesn't affect you, privilege, you need to check it. And like it goes for all of us, even like no matter what. There's I feel like there's such thing as like a passing. And when I was younger, people would be like, "Oh, but like you're not really black, but you act white." That's not a compliment. No one ever wants to be told that. Like literally, not a compliment. I get as dark as you as the summer. Also, not a compliment. I also get more color in the summer. It's a thing. Like it's not. But again, people don't look at it the same way. And now with these conversations, we all should be. That shouldn't be coming out of your mouth was 2020 because we went through a civil rights movement. And that's where you can tell what people are hasn't hit. It's like, wait, did you forget about the civil rights movement? Oh, because you could check the privilege. These are conversations that I don't want to just let slide anymore because they hurt me too. So just like not feel like I valued myself as much as I should in situations that I'm being devalued for no good reason. It's just racism. And if yeah. your friends, like you would like to say, with black people and post these black spheres and do stuff like that, you have to be there too. That's your friend that you're just letting sit by the wayside while you have your privilege and aren't affected by it. You know? Totally. Yeah. Like, I think it comes down to ownership, ownership and, and like, um, my understanding is like, one of the biggest ways to not be racist is to admit that as white people that we contribute to it. Um, and at first, like I'll admit, I didn't understand what that meant. Right. It was like, I, I was one of those people that I was like, Oh, well, I don't want to be classified classified as racist, but what I'm kind of understanding is like, being racist doesn't mean like you're it's like i think the connotation of the word in this case is like owning that you have white privilege and that you contribute to racism because of our skin color like that it's something we're born with and that doesn't mean we're like terrible people it just means we contribute because we are born with the privilege that our skin color gave us and that in turn contributes to racism if you're not trying to do stuff to remove it from other people's lives then mm-hmm. that does yes inherit with racism because your people i mean you're right i never thought about it like that but you do if you are born with white skin you are born into a privilege whether you know it or not the world you're born into we have to kind of detach ourselves from it because again people are like i'm not racist that doesn't mean the world's not racist that doesn't mean that the world gets a free pass from me and like, okay, you, right, you're not racist, sit down, this isn't your fight. That's not true. That's not how it works. Because it's not how racism works. Like, we all have to get rid of it because though you're not aiming at somebody, that doesn't mean somebody else is. So if you're not taking it into account and like really making sure that while I'm not racist, is this situation racist? Is this person racist? Is this conversation racist? Is this topic racist? It's just something that the more we think about, and thank God we can going through this. I mean, it's really hard to say, but I don't know if this would happen post without Corona because of like how intense everything would have, like was in those moments. And you can ride out, and the world's just different, you know, now. So it's whatever. But regardless, it's something you have to put in each conversation because what if it is again? If everybody around you looks the same, you need to check your bubble because that's privilege. 
skin color as well. That is just, that's going to be the sound bite. Because <laughs> it's so true. Like, it's so, so true. Um, so true. Like, we need to ha be having ongoing conversations about Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, you know, LGBTQ, I plus, I think I got that right. Um, because these, these, these are important. And I think you're right, like, without COVID, like, I'm not saying COVID itself is a good thing, like by any means, but it's allowed, it's allowed the space for people to like, whether they're doing it or not, really reflect and turn inward um, and to have conversations like this, like, yeah, because there's no excuse no, there's anymore. No excuse. Like, what are you doing? Oh, right. Nothing. Or working from home or like having to quarantine yourself or like, you know, it's like the world, not everybody knows exactly what you're doing, but you can't pretend you didn't see it. And then if you didn't see it, why didn't you see it? And also like, you don't want to be one of those people not contributing to people like not being informed either. So that was up to say something. I mean, we're in crazy times and we should embrace these crazy times so we can let go of crazy things that we've been doing for no really good reason, but have just been the status quo. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. And finding, finding the opportunities to have those conversations, especially during this time, like when we do have more space for it is so important. And um, I, I'm like struggling with like where, where to go because what we've talked, been talking about is just so important and such powerful stuff. Um, I guess in terms of Black Lives Matter and especially Black Trans Lives Matter, like what, what do you see that people can be doing a better job of if for lack of better words in terms of like having you know these conversations or maybe other things that you're seeing as a black person that you're like mm, no this isn't this isn't right i think that being accountable for how much action you're taking is really something to keep note of, especially in these times where like you have a lot of free time to be doing different types of things. If you can donate, donate. Even a dollar is more than you can fathom for people. And like if you have a dollar to donate, no, it makes a huge difference. Again, realize why. But some places just need signatures. Some places just need people to show up to protest. So it's come to the vigil. And honestly, just appreciate the people that have passed for to get us to the point that we are today, you know? to be there to listen. If you go also to any of those protests and those visuals, you really get to listen to the other side and what people have to go through and their struggle and their journey and who they truly are versus who you either see in the news or you see glamour, glamorized in TV and stuff, you know? Yeah. So I feel like showing up helps because you really get to hear and it really is inspiring. I feel like every protest I've gone to because that's how I can take action. That's how I make sure I'm like, you know, I can sit here and share a lot of things on social media, which is, yes, also so great action in some way, but am I showing up? Am I being there? Am I being truly a voice? I think you have to keep asking yourself that because it's not something that I feel like was really normal again before when we were like, you know, I don't really know how many of our parents and stuff would be like, yeah, we went to protest when we were younger and this, that, and the other, but it doesn't mean that you can't help somebody by just being a number, being a name signed on a petition to get something moved forward. You know, there's a lot of political actions that we can be taking now that can really benefit others that don't take any, maybe take like 10 seconds. What if you want to really dive into it and go spend an hour at a march? I suggest it. I think that opening that world door for yourself is really just going to help you because it's a big world out there. Shutting yourself in isn't good because you're shutting others out too. Yeah, that is so true. Thank you for for sharing 
ways that we can um, do better. Um, so I think it's important, like, that we keep, you know, educating ourselves and, like, um, having the conversation and not letting it die off again because it, it's just, it's gotten to that point where it's come and gone, so to speak, even though it's always been there. Um, it needs to not fall to the wayside again. Um, I would also say maybe look for some, like, news outlets for yourself. If you're a news type person, too. It's something that's like top five specifically for maybe black owned businesses in your area, black owned communities in your area, just so you can see what's going on. Because when you're reading it for yourself, like if you're not enraged, are you a person? Like sometimes I want to ask that at the end of the day, get like so caught up in like things that they read and hear when they were like, oh, why would you lose this, that, and the other? I'm like, first of all, we can all admit if Taco was open beside you with a busted window, you'd probably reach in for a candle. Besides the point, but like, Again, if you only communicate to a certain group and certain people with aggression, they're going to talk back to you in a language that you clearly communicate. But if you want to get so upset about that, I'm like, are you human? You have to ask yourself, like, at the end of the day, we all are. We can pretend that this wouldn't be us, but we'd be lying to ourselves. Like, we'd be lying to ourselves. So true. Yeah. I really appreciate um, this conversation. and. I kind of just like open it up to anything else like that you want to touch on because I just love hearing you talk <laughs> and you know and um, sharing your perspective so is there anything like that we didn't talk about that you would want to touch on? No, honestly, I think that, first of all, thank you for giving me this platform to speak about it because it's a lot of stuff that I've just now been able to really dive into because of, like, current climate we're in. So it helps me really swallow what's going on with my actual world, being queer, being person of color, that I can speak to and people actually want to know because for a while people just couldn't handle it. So thank you for that. But no, I feel like you touched on a lot. I feel like I... There's ways for people to get involved. If you want to, you should, and you should follow those lights. And remember that everybody has a light, that we look different. We're all here, you know? Yeah, and I just, I just thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about these really amazing, necessary topics and like for being so inspiring and like, I mean, I didn't expect to share <laughs> as much as I shared, but it feels, what'd you say? I said, I'm glad you did. Thank you so much. Like it really speaks to you and just like your light and how you create this safe and positive space for people to just be themselves. And that is such a gift to the world. And so thank you so much for coming on. You know, we're like, we're like both gonna, we're both gonna cry. I've heard all, like, I can't. That's so bad. Because you never know. I mean, we all go through these struggles, right? But at the end of the day, it's to help others with theirs. So you gotta have to remember, like, it's for something, because you have no idea who you, like, are gonna help, who you're gonna potentially save with something that you work through, too. But we're gonna make it all through the end. So take together, but we'll get there together. Mm, I love it. Um, yay. Um, so um, before I have you tell people where they can find you, because I know they're going to follow you immediately because they're fucking amazing. But um, I like to ask all of the guests that I have on, what messages would you like? Is there a message or messages that you'd want to like people to take away from this conversation? Mm. Be honest. We talked earlier about knowing when your ego pops up and feeling what you should be doing. There's no need to follow that. And if you honestly know that, don't do it because it doesn't really help yourself. And if you honestly have some questions for yourself, ask them. 
and answer them honestly so that you can move forward in your life beautifully as you were created, as you were made. But if you are never honest with yourself, you're never going to get anywhere. I love that. That is so perfect. Be honest. Thank you. Um, can you please tell everybody um, where they can find you and connect with you? Yes. On Instagram, it's at House of Kens, H-A-U-S-O-F-K-E-N-Z. It's House, but a little fancier of Kens. <laughs> yes. I love it. And I'll put that in the show notes. Um, thank you so much again for coming on. I just yes, love you so yeah. much. And my day. Mm, me too. Thank you so much.